0: Hey everyone, welcome to our update episode. Before we get into the intro, I just want you to know if it sounds like the walls are coming down in this podcast studio while we're listening, it's likely because there's a windstorm outside and I can hear all of it on the microphone, so you probably can too. And just remember that we're on a low budget system in the garage in a small little podcast studio, so bear with me. Hey everybody, I'm Alicia. And I'm Josh, and you are listening to the Strive to Make an Impact podcast. Because I am a childhood sexual abuse survivor, it has become our mission to create an impact to advocate for survivors and prevent sexual abuse through education. You will also hear from guests on this podcast that are striving to make their own impact and being a role changer in their own way. We're so excited to have you join us, so let's get started. Okay, so last week we finished up the story, and it was a rather long episode. I wanted to make sure that we got all of it, um, all the way to the ending, in that last episode. So, since that one was a bit longer, and this is just a quick update episode, this one is going to be uh, quite a quick episode. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know what we've been doing in the month of February, as, uh, as we've been moving through... Uh, telling my story on the blog, on the podcast, we've also had all kinds of meetings. Um, we've done a lot in the way of a nonprofit, uh, so we just wanted to jump on here because I know that a lot of you catch up on the update week. So, one of the one of the first things I want to talk about is the meetings that we've had. We have been meeting with a lot of other nonprofits in this uh, in this area. Uh, specifically ones that deal with the same type of issues. We've got a lot more on the calendar coming up next month, so that should be exciting. Uh, One place in particular that we're meeting with um, we're venturing to possibly start a partnership with. Um, We do a lot of the same kind of work, and uh, we want to make sure that we're both serving the same community the same way um, as best as possible and and kind of join forces there. So that should be exciting. I don't want to say too much just about that. We've got another meeting uh, today. Actually, the day that this podcast will air, I have a meeting with that organization to kind of talk further about what that will be. So that could be very exciting for us in the future. Uh, Another thing that we've been really focusing on this month is our upcoming event. This event's going to be pretty big. I mean, it's It's still over two months away, and we have already raised over a fifth of our goal. So that's really awesome. Uh, Sponsorships. uh, It's just, I guess, let me back up here. There were tons of people that wanted to help in some way. They wanted to be able to uh, join our mission, and they weren't sure how. So uh, a, a a lot of what they're able to do is... Uh, financially support this mission and that's really awesome the only problem was is up until this this fundraiser came about we didn't really have a way to do that or, in, or at least until we started our nonprofit. and that's something major that happened this month is we started officially we are incorporated uh, we have a board which there's more information to come on that soon we have a bank account and so people are finally in, are financially able to give at this point and all of all of that so far has been going towards this 5K event color run that we have coming up. It's gaining a lot of momentum. People are, are very interested. Uh, I've been talking with the, um, the business that's going to help us put on, put that on um, on the nearby trails. And so it's going to be a family fun event. It's going to be, um, you can run, you can walk. I will definitely be walking. I went for a run today and it was miserable Uh, Like I said, there's a windstorm outside, so I was running against the wind most of the time, but it will be a good time. So all ages are welcome. You can ride in a stroller, you can ride in a wagon, uh, you can bring your kids, you can leave them if you want. Uh, It's it's just going to be a really awesome time celebrating what we're doing. And I think that it's going to be bigger than I originally anticipated, which is awesome. But it's taken up a lot of time this month to figure out exactly all the things that we need to do to prepare for it. Because I want us to be able to celebrate this mission and what we're doing. But I also want people to remember this event so that next year it can be even bigger. And they bring their friends and they bring their family and they want to come because it's exciting and fun. So we have prizes and we have shirts and we have um, all kinds of different things kind of building up for this event and it should be a really fun time Um, on top of that we launched our first t-shirt campaign so we just ended that last week we sold uh, actually 56 shirts so that raised over $100 because we sold them at a discounted price just to kind of push them out there kind of get them out in the community and uh, we raised over $100 with that that was pretty awesome. Um, I did not think we would hit anywhere near 50 shirts sold, but we did. Um, so thank you to our community, our local community, for coming together on that. Um, like I said, we've had a lot of meetings in the community, and some of those have just been, hey, here's who we are. This is what we're doing. This is our mission. Uh, we just wanted you to, to know about us. And other meetings have been, you know, how can we partnership? Like that? what I, what I was talking earlier is how can we come together to best serve our communities and surrounding communities, to to try to tackle these issues, to try to you know raise awareness and advocate for survivors, and uh, especially that prevention through education—that's a major piece. Um, on top of that, I'm working towards. We got a website this month. I'm working towards getting curriculum information on the website. That's vital. That's essentially. Uh, currently, it's, it won't always be, but currently, that's about 85% of what we're doing with the nonprofit is pushing uh, curriculum in schools to, to better prevent sexual abuse. And we've, like we've said on previous podcasts, we've found amazing content, amazing curriculum. Um, I've, I've said over and over again in these meetings with people that I truly believe that at the very least, my abuse wouldn't have lasted as long if the, if this curriculum was in place, especially for 12, 13 years of my life um, or even during I mean because I was in high school during my abuse I, I truly believe that this curriculum could have prevented that abuse um, because I would have known more about it. I would have been empowered because um, this curriculum is not just you know facts that you throw at children it's it's empowering. It's um, showing kids that they have a voice, that they can know the difference between right and wrong, that it's accepted for them to tell unsafe secrets. And so I want to dedicate an entire podcast just to that curriculum for those of you that are interested in that. But we really um, dived more into that this month. I've got two just in the mail this past week. I've got actual curriculum kits. We went ahead and got those so that I could uh, become more familiar. I've done the professional development trainings for this curriculum. So I've taken a lot of time to really familiarize myself even more with this curriculum so that next month I have a meeting with an entire district's set of counselors. And I want to pause here to say that if you are a parent or an educator and you want to know more about this curriculum, please, please, please email me Um, I would love to talk more about it with you. I I understand that it's not a guarantee that you're going to get into your schools. But if it's something that piques your interest, if it's something that is laid on your heart, please reach out to me. If you're a parent and you want to see your kid learning this curriculum and you're not sure what your school is doing, I can help you find that information out. Um, I think it's important. And and like I said, you guys know that I work a full-time job. My husband works a full-time job. We currently do this nonprofit with all of our spare time um, on top of all of the kids' activities and our full-time job and, and the limited amount of sleep we get every day on top of normal life. So it's going to take other people reaching out and saying, hey, I want to push for this in my school, and we want to help you do that. Um, we, we absolutely want to be there. And it it means a lot more if, you're, if your kids in that district and you're pushing for your kid and the kids in his classroom or her classroom to be able to learn that curriculum too. That's how this is going to spread like wildfire. So if that's something that's laid on your heart, please reach out to me and we can tackle that together. I could certainly use your help. So um, we've talked about the meetings. We've talked about, like I said, the website, the t-shirts, the event coming up. Um, That's the most of what we've done in February outside of telling my story. And so... um, Telling my story was hard, and and I just want to take a moment to get into this. If you're a survivor and you're listening, you will understand. If you are someone in my support system that has been there for me, especially in this past month, thank you. Um, I know that it probably didn't seem this way on the podcast or on the blog post, um, but this month has really surfaced a lot of things that weren't necessarily buried, but just stuff that I haven't thought about in a really long time. Um, because as a survivor of abuse, there are certainly things that trigger you, and there are certainly things that you think about on a more uh, routine basis. But I've, I've done so much work to bring myself to living a, a quote-unquote normal happy life with my husband and my kids and my family that when you purposefully bring this back to the surface... Um there are some psychological and emotional warfare going on and it's it's been kind of a roller coaster of a month with my emotions and my thoughts on this. Um it's definitely resurfaced things that I had uh not thought about in a long time and so it's been difficult to to to, to try to navigate that during doing the podcast and uh Just becoming very vulnerable. One of the other things that happened this month is um, we were interviewed by two different media outlets. One of them is WTHR, a local news station for Indiana. After a story ran in Houston about uh, the Southern Baptist Convention and um, any, any type of... Basically what this newspaper did was any volunteer or church worker that had been convicted or accused of some type of sexual misconduct or sexual abuse within the Southern Baptist church. um, They put a database together and then they basically called out the Southern Baptist convention um, to, to say, this is the work you should have been doing. This is how you need to keep your kids safe. You obviously have a problem and it made national news. So then WTHR, our local news station, Reran that story the next day and pointed out the four people that were from Indiana. Um, four pe- four uh, abusers that were in Indiana that, that also tied into this Houston news story. And so what happened was uh, I saw that aired, and um, over time, as I'm telling my story, as I'm putting, you know, I've, I've said things like it was 10 years ago. Or, you know, as was a pastor of my church. And it was a small Baptist church. So obviously I'm, I'm putting all of these things out there. Not to name my abuser because that wasn't important to me. Um, but then this story ran. And, and I have no doubt in my mind that God's timing is always perfect. But that didn't mean it was easy to be telling my story in the very midst of this news coming out. And, and making national news. And so when WTHR reran it and there were for men associated with this story from indiana it wasn't lost on me i'm not naive enough to think that people wouldn't start putting two and two together and so i kind of thought about it for a day or two and i talked with josh about it a lot and i said i'm just going to get in front of this because eventually people are going to start putting things together and realizing that my abuser is this one person instead of I'm just a sexual abuse survivor. And so that's really, it was really hard to say, okay, we can just let people find out or I can use it for the good. And so everything I've done up until this point has been used for the nonprofit, used for other survivors to tell my story, to to be vulnerable and to be in this seat telling my story has been used for the nonprofit, for others, and for the overall mission of what we're trying to do. And so I called, or actually I I wrote to WTHR, I wrote to their news desk, and the very same day they wanted to do a story. Um, They responded within two minutes um, because I I basically told them, look, I'm a survivor of one of those uh, men's abuse, and I'm willing to do a story if we can focus on This is what I'm doing now because I said to the reporter and I will say it on this podcast and I will probably say it again. I have no interest in reliving that abuse or making that the story because it's not worth the story. That man who abused me is not worth that story. Um, So the story ran and I was on pins and needles. I was, my anxiety was at an all time high. I was very nervous about what would, uh, what the reaction would be. And What ended up happening was my phone literally blew up uh, with love and with support and with people just uh, not necessarily even knowing what to say, but just wanting to reach out and say, I saw the story and I am just so proud or I'm just so impressed and thank you for what you're doing. And that ironically was actually one of the ways that another local nonprofit reached out because they saw that news story. And, and we had connected about a year ago, but then they came back to me, emailing me, asking if we could meet, because um, they had saw a, a mutual friend had sent them the interview. And so we ended up meeting, and now we're trying to collaborate to figure out how we can kind of join forces to reach more of our community. And so that was really awesome um, to have that um even though it was nerve wracking, it was it was very hard to watch my abuser's face come up, come up on the screen as I'm also being interviewed in this small podcast studio by WTHR. That was um, it was not an easy thing because being a survivor of sexual abuse and outwardly telling your story is one thing, but being able to be linked to your abuser um, on the news, where hundreds of thousands of people are going to see it that's a that's another thing entirely um so that was insanely hard but it ended up being very good for what we're doing um and and like i said i totally believe that god's timing is perfect and he kind of just brought that in at the perfect moment um just last week it hasn't ran yet but just last week the daily journal um did another interview on us they did another interview after my very first blog post like i said that's reached over four thousand people at this point point and he just came to our house last week, sat down, and we talked some more about the nonprofit and what we're doing and the event. And so if you are local and you get a copy of the Daily Journal or you read that be looking out um, sometime in the next week or, sh- week or so, that story should run. Um, so a couple of media interviews, a whole lot of meetings, telling my story and working through some resurfaced stuff. Um, all of that has been the month of February. And, uh, like I said, we're just trying to work on a lot of what we're trying to do right now is, is get the word out. Um, getting more followers on Facebook, getting people to check out the website, getting people, um, the main thing is, like I said, signing up for this event in May. It's, it's going to be, I think it's really going to be much bigger than I can still anticipate, um, so I'm hoping that you will join us. And it, if you want to know more information on that, you can go to our website, strivetomakeanimpact.com. It's under the events section, and there's an entire website. Um, there's a link in that event section, but there's an entire website dedicated to that 5K where you can sign up and you can uh, order your T-shirts. Um, there may or may not be. I'm working on this really awesome thing for um, prizes for the first 50 or 100, depending on how we can get things donated. Uh, but for the first 50 to 100 registrants, you get um, a couple of special things in your uh, check-in packet or your check-in bag. So uh, make sure you sign up first. Uh, another incentive there is after March 15th the normal prices are set. So there's a five dollar discount. It, the tickets are only fifteen dollars uh, per adult right now and kids are either five dollars or free depending on their age. So like I said it's a it's a family fun event. I hope you'll check it out. Um, go like, share our Facebook page. Um, one last update for you, because we are so involved in um, all of the extra things we are doing. We're, we're kind of, um, it, it's good news. Um, it's kind of a bittersweet thing. We're kind of being so much more involved with everything other than this podcast that we are going to starting In March, we're going to do um, every other week for Strive to Make an Impact. Now, with that being said, I'm hoping that we can find guests to come on the podcast and tell us the impact that they're making in their world, um, in their community, in their town, or whatever it be, in their classroom. Um, I I would love to just tell awesome stories of people making an impact wherever they can, big or small, life changing or day changing. I want to be able to have you here and just talk about what you're doing because I think that, I mean, I would love to listen to a podcast where there's just amazing stories of people doing good. Um, I think the world needs more of that. We both do. So part of this podcast now is going to be um, not just what we're doing and updates on that because you can absolutely find all of that information like I said on our Facebook page or our website but we also want to use this platform to highlight what other people are doing so if you are interested in that if you know someone who may be interested in that please reach out to me we'd love to have you on so every other week is going to be striving to make an impact and then whenever we get guests on there might be um those episodes would take in the weeks in between so there may or may not be a podcast every single week but ours will still run every other Tuesday at the very least if that makes sense so um I try to keep this brief and if you have any questions if you're a survivor and you want to talk if you want to be a sponsor for the 5k if you would love to be a guest on the podcast I would love to talk more with you about that um I, I would like to start filling those open spots up as fast as possible because it does take a little bit of planning and editing and recording. So uh, please reach out to me. My email for anyone that wants to talk, any survivors that want to talk, any, uh, anybody that needs to contact me is lewis.j at gmail.com. That's A-L-I-S-H-A dot L-E-W-I-S dot J at gmail.com. Um, thank you so much for your support this month for um, hearing me out, for listening to my story, uh, for reaching out and showing your support. Um, uh, like I said, it, w- it it has not been easy. Um, it's not over for me at this point. Uh, like I said, it resurfaced a lot of things that um, I need to revisit and kind of deal with. That's the thing about trauma. It doesn't just go away. You're not just healed from it one time. And, and maybe uh, down the road, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, but for right now, I'm going to leave it at that. So, like I said, please feel free to reach out to me. I appreciate you all so, so much. Um, And we will talk to you more in two weeks.